Ladies and gentlemen, the Brit Pack is back. Simon Head here to bring you episode number 17 of the show. And this week's one is a little bit different. That's because my good buddy Chamakar Sandu and I recorded this one live from Octagon Side at UFC Fight Night in Belfast, Northern Ireland. I've spoken to my friends in the UFC's press and PR team and they kindly arranged for Sandu and I to be sat next to each other for the event. We recorded our instant reaction throughout a packed night of fights on a lively night at the SSC Arena. We hope you enjoy it. Just as it was the last time we recorded bits from an event, it's pretty loud. But you should be able to hear us loud and clear. Here are the best bits from the night. Check them out now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brit Pack is back and we are on to the side here in beautiful Belfast, Northern Ireland for UFC Fight Night. Nastasi versus Hall. I'm Simon Head. This is Shemekka. I am Shemekka Sandu, my good friend Simon Head from the Brit Pack and we are in Belfast. It's going to be a fantastic night, guys. We're kind of running in hot. We had New York last week. No messing about. Went home. Washed their clothes. Got repacked and here we are. In Belfast, for uh, I think it's a kind of fight week. It is. It's the, 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 the final UFC event here in the European market for 2016. Uh, there's been some great events here that the European UFC team put on. We're in Belfast. I'm expecting a very loud crowd, a very loud, a loud Irish, enthusiastic, positive, electric atmosphere. Not the sexiest of fight cards, but we do have our two of the best middleweights. Sassy versus Hall. It's gonna, is it going to be revenge or is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be repeat for, for Uriah Hall? Can he get it done again? He's been a bit grumpy during fight week. I'm not going to lie. Um, Doug on has been his usual chilled out, uh, laid back self. We got Ross Pearson versus Stevie Ray in a co-main event. The Battle of Britain, a lightweight. I know Stevie Ray's getting some extra motivation from the fact that it's England, East Scotland. Ross Pearson's going to give us stuff. He just wants to fight. And also on the main card, we've got Artem Novo. Novo. fight is just about to get underway. We've got Abdul, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. He's in the cage in front of us now. And you can probably hear the crowd rising for Conor McGregor's training partner, Charlie Ward, who is uh, entering the arena for the very first time for his UFC debut. He, had, he, he was good at fighting Albany. He's had his fight brought forward. He's now fighting uh, Al-Hassani tonight. And uh, he's going to look to kick things off uh, in spectacular fashion here at the SC Arena. We will check back uh, with you at various points throughout the night and uh, give you our take on what's going on. 
here on the Brett Pack as we uh, give you the lowdown on UFC Fight Night in Belfast. Alright, we are two fights in at UFC Fight Night Belfast. Charlie Ward versus Abdul Razak Hassan. It did not last long with the Sandu. 53 seconds. TKO finish. Uh, explosive way to kick things off. Yeah, absolutely. And Hassan now has uh, a record of 7 and 0. All by knockout or TKO, and they've all come within 90 seconds. That's nuts. That's incredible. Nuts. Uh, so, not a bad way to kickstart your UFC career. And then uh, following that, we had the very first Welshman to get his hand raised in victory in Brett Johns. Yeah, solid performance from Brett Johns against Juan O'Quack. A little side note, when uh, when Quack walked to the Brett point, he turned his back to the to the main stand uh, opposite us to, uh, to get the Vaseline applied. Just as Conor McGregor was walking across the way, yeah. and there was a huge roar from the crowd. I'm just imagining what was going through Juan O'Quack's mind. He goes, Wow, these Northern Irish fans really love me. <laughs> and, um, it wasn't it wasn't for him. It was for the uh, like we said earlier in the night. We were expecting him. He, he arrived. He turned up, and it was quite the ovation and the reaction for the uh, the very first UFC simultaneous two-way champion. Yeah, it was a great performance from Brett Johns. Uh, Round the table, 30-27 in all three scorecards. Uh, nice post-fight interview asking Sean Shelby. Something a little bit easier next time round. I don't know whether the American sense of humour will understand the sarcasm of uh, the world sense of humour, but nice little post-fight speech for him. He's off and running in his uh, UFC career. He's been undefeated and uh, another Brit uh, for us Brit back boys to, uh, to follow. He's on the Oxford in the months and years to come. And also, it's quite the moment he broke down in the middle of the octagon and crying uncontrollably following his post by interview with Dan Hardy and then as he walked by press row he was still crying and I guess it just shows what it means to some fighters to be fighting in the UFC it's sometimes it's a, it's a lifelong ambition a lifelong goal and a lot don't get this opportunity but for him he's got it and, and, it, and it, was, uh, it was quite the moment for him it was and as I say having a British fighter in there during the business and you see there's a, the, the video of him getting the call to join the UFC uh, went viral on the internet because he, he was crying when he realised he got to join the UFC that shot came tonight he won it in impressive fashion unanimous decision won all three rounds won all three scorecards his career is up and running in the UFC all credit to the Pikey Brad Jones we will come back to you after a few more fights right here on the Brett Pack Okay, we're about to kick off the main card here at UFC Fight Night Belfast. And we've had some cracking contests leading in. We've got to talk about the one that we just saw, Sandy. Jack the Hammer Marshall living up to his nickname. Second round TKO. Amazing performance from the big Welshman. Yeah, absolutely. Not just for him, but for Brett Johns. Both Welshmen getting it done on their UFC debuts. Fantastic stuff. Um, Marshall wants to fight. Shots was more prepared to walk through what Sudan had to offer. A 
and stopped him. And uh, the Welsh have got a superstar in their hands. They already knew that. Now the UFC knows that. And uh, I, I, I would expect to see him on that London card. Maybe even against someone like uh, Scott Ashton. That would make a whole lot of sense. England versus Wales. I can see that fight being made. Ashton, of course, fought Magnus Hedenblad a while ago. It's worth noting, Hedenblad was in good form going into this. Four-fight win streak. Looking pretty awkward to deal with. Big, long, durable diet. Marshall puts him away inside two rounds. That's a big statement from Jack the Hammer Marshall. We've got the main car kicking off now, Sandu. Yeah. Uh, some big fights on this card. Obviously, none more so than the, you know, the, the middleweight contender fight. Going to be the main event, but let's talk about what's next. Artem Lobov versus Baruto Ishihara. We've been looking forward to this one all week. Yeah, I mean, the Russian hammer, the Siberian Express, Artem Lobov. We've got Conor McGregor in the building, he's been walking in and out of the arena all night long, getting some fantastic pops and cheers from the crowd, obviously. And um, Baruto Ishihara, what a character! These are the kind of characters that you look forward to covering in this sport. Finished. 
celebrate with his training partner. The crowd loved it. Amazing fight, back and forth contest. Lobon bossed it low from start to finish. Uh, basically beat through to Ishihara up for three rounds. Ishihara stayed there. Great performance from Lobon Low. The best of his UFC career, Sandy. I agree. That was the best uh, autumn look in his UFC career so far.
Um, I would have been happy with a 29-28 either way. The two judges that scored a third, 27 for Stephen Ray. I don't know what they were watching. The guards were giving him everything around. And adversely, the judge that gave 30-27 for Pearson, I don't know what fight he was watching either. For Stevie Ray, it was good to get back on the winning track here.
the man in, man in form in the middleweight division outside of course of the Champion Michael Bisping absolutely that pretty much wraps things up from Oxygen side we're going to dash off now to the uh, press conference get ourselves set talk to the fighters at the press conference and uh, wrap things up after the final UFC event on this side of the world here in 2016. That was UFC Fight Night in Belfast. We will talk to you from the press room in a few minutes' time. Take there you have it, a packed night from the SSC Arena and some great performances, most notably from the two Welsh boys, Brett Johns and Jack Marshman, from Artem Lobov and also from Gegard Musasi, who is right back in that middleweight championship picture. After recording our stuff from Cage Side, we hot-footed it back to the media tent outside the SSC Arena for the post-fight press conference, where we grabbed a quick word with UFC boss James Elliott to find out what's coming down the line in Europe next year, and also with Artem Lobov, who told us about that moment with Conor McGregor after his fight. Check him out here. Question for James. It's been a big year for the UFC in, in Europe, and, and your team in particular. We had the, the huge event with Michael Bisbing uh, in Manchester. Obviously, we've had a huge success uh, tonight and all the previous European nights. What's the next thing for you guys next year in terms of putting on a big superstar show? Is it bringing a, a world championship pay-per-view level show to, to uh, European time? Is it bringing more world championship fights at US time to this continent? What's the next, the next stage in the development for the UFC in Europe next year? I think a combination of the two, to be honest. Look, we're, we're very confident in the abilities of, of not only the team to deliver those kind of events, but also the markets to support them. So, you know, you look at the way the markets have grown over the course of the last two to three years, and we're in a completely different level to where we have been. So as long as that continues, you know, it makes my case a lot easier every time we go and start discussing where to put these fights. The fact that we've got more European champions now than we've ever had before means that those conversations are also easier to have. So if we can bring some, some big level of events, if we can get the right pieces to fall in the right place, then, then we're definitely looking to, to, to bring the biggest events we possibly can to, these, to this region and, to the, and particularly to these markets to where we've been so successful over the course of the last two years. So it's definitely something we're looking at. It's, uh, it's a complicated business, but not altogether. But if we can do, you know, there's, a, there's no limit to our ambition for these markets. So we're going to keep pushing as hard as we can. Question for Artem. Uh, from our position, press row, we could just see Connor standing up laser focused looking at your fight the entire fight did you know he was standing up looking at you could you hear him shouting um you know uh, actions and directions and advice throughout the fight yeah absolutely i could see him and uh, i even uh, turned around and acknowledged him between the rounds uh, yeah i mean it was great having him there you know it felt just like on the ultimate fighter uh, it was a great moment what was it like when he rushed the octagon and obviously you had a moment in the, in the octagon and also outside kind of cheering to the crowd there? He wasn't going to do it, I don't think, but I just kept screaming at him, jump that fence, jump it. And he was like kind of debating whether to do it, but I just kept hitting the, the fence and saying, jump that fucking fence, jump it now. Because I wanted to celebrate, you know, his win. I wanted to celebrate my win. Uh, and it was just a great moment. Does that make up for not being there with him in New York last week? Well, I'm not sure if anything can make up for me missing, uh, you know, that historical moment, but in some ways it does, yeah. Okay, that's us just about done, but before we go, I noticed we had a few unanswered questions sitting in our Twitter mentions, so I'll do a very quick solo Q&A to round things up. Don't forget, you can tweet me, at Simon Head, and Sandu, at Sandu MMA, if you want to just get in touch with us outside of the show, but if you want questions for the show for us to answer or here on the podcast, tweet us 
at the show's account at the Britpack MMA. First off, RG asks, was Francis Barroso's reaction to the accidental clash of heads more Brazilian footballer than Brazilian light heavyweight? The short answer is yes. I think he made more of it than he should. The big thing here is whatever happens in the fight, you're told, the very first thing you're told, protect yourself at all times. You've got to be on it from the minute you step in the cage to the minute the fight is finished. It's the referee's job to judge whether there's been a clash of heads or an eye poke or a nut shot or a foul. Whatever it is, the referee deals with that. If the referee doesn't do anything, you've got to carry on. So I think the the, uh, the situation there with Barozo, you just got to grin and get on with it. you just got to grit your teeth, bite down and crack on. Um, he lost the fight. Uh, from a British perspective, that's obviously a positive because he lost to a Brit, Darren Stewart. Great performance from him. UFC debut, undefeated, TKO finish. Doesn't get much better than that for the dentist. I hope we get to see a fair bit more of him uh, next year. There's a show coming up in London in March. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Let's get him back over here fighting on home soil. We had to go into the Lions Den for his debut. Let's get him back over here. Get the dentist on that London card. I'd love to see it. Uh, James Gloin has tweeted us to ask, are you going to mention Bellator on this week's podcast with Bellator 165 not being shown in the UK until Saturday? Uh, first off, no, we're not. This is the only mention it's going to get. Um, we're not going to spoil any any results on the podcast. It hasn't been shown in the UK yet. Uh, that actually answers another question. John Todd tweeted us to ask, uh, any info on when we will be able to see Bellator 165 in the UK? Uh, the answer is Saturday, November the 26th, 10pm on Spike. So if you've got Spike, I don't, unfortunately, but if you do, if you've got Spike, happy days. You can sit yourself down and watch Bellator 165, 10 o'clock on Saturday, November the 26th. And uh, final question, also from James Gloin. Uh, I think he asked us this in the aftermath of UFC 205. Who do you think would win between Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov? That's that's the question I want answered. I want to know who is going to win between Conor McGregor, uh, Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov. I think this is a fight that has to happen. I think Khabib is the, the number one... Uh, guy to fight him next. I, I know Nate Diaz is probably going to get that fight next. It's a trilogy fight. It's the biggest money fight available, and uh, that makes the most sense from a money making perspective. But from a sporting perspective, Conor McGregor is the lightweight champion of the world. He needs to defend that lightweight belt against the next best guy, and the next best guy right now is 24 and 0 Khabib Nurmagomedov. As for who wins, I think McGregor has got all the tools. To win the fight standing up, I think if he can keep it on the outside and uh, keep Khabib on the end of his punches, then I think he stops him. No problem at all. Maybe two, three rounds, but I think he'll get it done. Noah Gomedov, meanwhile, if he can close the distance, get in get in range and get his hands on McGregor, I, I think he can get him to the mat and finish him on the floor. So I think it's a real coin flip fight. A lot of these fights, when you've got, the, when you've got two guys at the absolute top of the game going against each other, the deciding factor is often range. Whoever controls that controls the fight. And when you've got a clash of styles like this, striker versus grappler, then uh, range has never been more important. So Khabib wants to close that gap, get his hands on him. Connor will want to keep it at distance and pepper him with strikes, kicks, punches, and look to catch Khabib as he looks to cross into no man's land and look to get his hands on him. So it's a coin flip fight for me. I think Khabib has got, can certainly beat McGregor. I think if I was putting money on any lightweight in the world to beat Connor, uh, Khabib would be the guy. 
But do I think Connor can beat Khabib? Absolutely. Um, I'm done with Dan and Conor McGregor now. Um, I, I backed, uh, I say backed, so I didn't put money down, but I predicted Nate Diaz would beat Conor McGregor the second time round. Um, and McGregor absolutely did a job on him. I thought it was a, a superb performance. I know it was a it was a close fight, but the difference in Conor McGregor in the second fight to the first fight was, was, was immense. Uh, and that shows you that not only is he a very talented fighter, but him and his camp know how to game plan. They know how to improve where they need to improve. And I think uh, against someone like Khabib, I think he'll come in there ready. Um, if, I was, if, I would, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably lean towards Conor. But right now, I, I think it's a coin flip. Khabib has got everything in the toolbox to beat Conor McGregor. I think it's a, I think it's a 50-50 fight. And it's one that I really do want to see in 2017. That wraps up the uh, the outstanding questions that we had on our Twitter feed. We would love, love a load more to be in there by the time we uh, sit down to record the next one. So please do tweet us at the Brit Pack MMA with all your MMA-related questions, uh, and we will do our best to answer as many of them as possible uh, on next week's show. That pretty much wraps things up. Uh, that was show number 17 uh, of the Brit Pack. We'll be back next week with number 18. Uh, please do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Simon Head. Sandu is at Sandu MMA. And the main Twitter for the show is at the Brit Pack MMA. And as I said just a minute ago, that's the account to tweet if you want any questions for the show. Uh, the main place to get the show is our new website, which is uh, at the Brit Pack Uh Go there, check out uh, the website. We've got blogs on there. We've got all the shows on there. Uh, information on how to subscribe is on there too. Uh, if you're an iTunes user, you can subscribe via iTunes. Please do rate us, review us, uh, leave us a little review. That would be lovely. Um, if you don't use iTunes, then you can get us on Stitcher. You can also get us on Acast, and we're also on SoundCloud as well. So if you've got the SoundCloud app, you can follow us on SoundCloud and get all the shows as they go live. That is pretty much all we've got for you this week. As I say, we'll be back next week with show number 18. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll speak to you again next week.